It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again with another episode of the Scobro Show. It is Tuesday night, it is 9 p.m., and especially this week, I don't know where else you'd rather be as a Steelers fan. Uh, I know I've got a different setup, I'll get to that later, because we got to get to something really, really important, because with me as always is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? I would like to invite everyone out there to please join with me and just breathe in that sweet smell of victory. (laughs) Yes, it has been too long. And to quote the zillion-time world heavyweight champion Ric Flair, Whoa! Yeah, that's not nearly. I oh know your 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 voice, my voice. I'll I get to that. I can't. That's nothing like the end of the Hangover with uh, one Shannon White. He gives a really good one to finish that show uh, no, each week. Get, um, right now, I can't even begin to do that. I got a few things just to clear up because I want people to know. I hope I don't freeze. I hope I don't cut out because, as for those of you joining us live on YouTube and Facebook. You can see I have a little bit different setup here. I am not in my same location, and that is because um, it's been almost two years since we had a flood in our basement and had no floors. We finally had someone come 
and do our floors. It was supposed to be this week and next week, and they finished today. It was great. It took them two days. It was phenomenal, but I can't move. We have to wait till tomorrow before we can move stuff back in, and therefore I am not in the same location where I normally do my shows. I don't have, I'm not as close to my internet as normal. So I'm hoping it stays good with me. I've got a little bit of a different backdrop, but um, yeah, there's plenty of Star Wars Legos up there. Um, if you, if you could see it, but the big thing is the behind the steel curtain flags. Hey, let, let me just say this. Okay. You, you hope that you don't freeze because you're further from your internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, I, to, I, I hope I don't reason. freeze because there is snow falling from the sky yes you it is snowing in your location so uh i hope that's okay and if you've all you could probably tell you might have been able if you caught the mike tomlin uh post uh not post game press conference not that one this week the mike tomlin tuesday press conference recap that i did earlier today you might hear that my voice is a little bit different um it's not very tight um sorry that it it's just what I got going on at this time of year, temperatures dropping, things changing. I'm hoping my voice lasts the entire show. I will also be, you know, having to take a drink occasionally of water throughout the, yes, it's water throughout the show. Also, because of my different setup, I don't have doors separating me from the rest of the house, which means you will most likely hear my dog some point during this show tonight. She will probably uh, start to go crazy. I'm surprised she already hasn't because she can hear my voice much better. But um, if that happens, it happens. I'm just giving you all the disclaimer right now. That's done and over with because we need to. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? A double? A double, like a double renegade. It's like a double renegade. No, 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 no. This one's going to be a little bit different. Okay, go ahead. Okay, but everybody, just take a second, and I and I want everybody to to join me in breathing in that sweet smell yeah. of eating Tom Brady. Yes, defeating Tom Brady. Um, as I, it's interesting. I don't know how many of you follow Behind the Steel Curtain uh, on Twitter. BT Steel Curtain, if you if you don't. Things were going different. Uh, it, a lot of times during the game, it's Jeremy Betts, who's live tweeting a lot during the game. Sometimes it's Andrew Wilbar, but with his schedule, a lot of times it's Jeremy. And Jeremy was away this weekend. So guess who was live tweeting during the game? This guy. Um, because, you know, Jeff Hartman and his ride or die crew, Jeff has to make sure he tweets for himself. So I'm like, I don't tweet much during the game. I'll tweet during the game. But guess who was sitting next to me during the game? One Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman. I was supposed to get this game, and then it was the opposite of the week before, if you were here last week for the story, where I wasn't supposed to get the game at the last second I was. This one, I was supposed to get the game, and then at the last second I wasn't. So, But I knew better to keep checking. Um, so I had to watch the game with Jeff again, which is always, always great fun. And, boy, did, did Kyle stick with you the whole time? Um, he would have, <laughs> was he working? He ended up having to go into work because he had one of the other kids on the golf team that works with him was supposed to be working, but, um, mm-hmm. his, his dad had had surgery on, on Friday and he wanted to go see him in the hospital. So, so Kyle, Kyle took one for the team. Go ahead and throw it out there. You know, I just assumed Kyle watched it because he sent me a twat. I hope you're healing up well. So, yeah. So go ahead, say that again because I think I might have cut you off. What? <laughs> of of the of, of your hope that you're healing oh, up with, as we call him Papa Canfield. 
Pop kit. Okay. Gotcha. So, that might have come through. It might be my little shaky connection going on here. But but Kyle watched. Oh, he made it through well into the second quarter. Well, he must have been listening or something because he texted me at the oh, end of the game. He he was working instead of working cart staff, he was working the pro shop so he uh-huh. could put it on TV in there. Oh, so he was okay. still able to watch. There you go. And, so, um, he, yeah, I didn't get, I didn't respond to his text because I was listening to the Mike Tomlin press, press conference. I was driving, you know, got to be safe with that. And then and in order to get home and do the post game show. But man, Rich, it's funny because something about me did. I don't know if you listened on the preview. I something about this game. I just thought that the Steelers could could pull it off. And that's why I picked the Steelers to win on the preview. And then the Friday injury report happened. And I'm like, oh, I know. Am I insane? Am I insane to think that this team could actually pull this off with no Mika Fitzpatrick, none of their th- top three cornerbacks that they're going to go up against Tom Brady? I honestly, I don't four, think four of four of the top five players in your secondary. Four of the top five in your secondary. Yeah. But I'm like this. I, you got to think this through. There, it's so much stacked up against him. But the, my biggest thing was I didn't feel like the Buccaneers' offense, even the last two years, they don't get going until towards the end of the season. So I still felt that they were finding their way. Uh, Tom Brady's put up some numbers, but they haven't been. It's been a lot like the Steelers. They haven't put up as many points as what their yardage would make it seem. And their defense is gr- a great defense. Oh, but then is. they give up 41 to Kansas City. So yeah, but that's Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the Steelers here, give up 38 to Buffalo. <laughs> right. It, it's here was my issue going in between with our defensive injuries. Like I looked and I knew that we could score some points on their defense. Mm-hmm. I I expected to potentially get into what we were getting into last week with the bills where we could move the ball easily between the thirties and then it would start to get tougher. Yeah. And, um, there still was some of that. The biggest thing that I was impressed with from the Steelers was we actually finished off a couple of red zone trips with touchdowns. Yes. And one under each quarterback. So before we get into that, let's go ahead and hit up the news. Real quick, but then really, I want to because we're gonna we're not going to talk as nearly as much as about next week as as we as we could because when you win a game like this, you kind of gotta revel in it. So let's hit the news because Mike Tomlin has a press conference today. Uh, I did a recap of it; it's on our audio only uh, platform. Go to anywhere you listen to podcasts. The best one, honestly, is the Apple Podcasts. Um, when I say best one, it's the easiest one because if you go there and subscribe, you're not going to miss a show. They'll automatically have them all there for you. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's best. I haven't tried anything else other than that. So I, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but what I, what some of the things I talked about there was coach Tomlin, big injury report, you know, lots of different people, but the big thing is Kenny Pickett. What's going on with Kenny Pickett? Well, coach Tomlin said that Kenny Pickett has been cleared to, he's not out of the protocol, but he's cleared to be a full participant he said he's cleared to not be hindered in anything they need to do to prepare him. I assume that meant full participant, unless they're That's, saying the limited things he can do is all the things they want him to do. You know what I mean? I, I took it to mean full participant. Yeah. But I again, mean, maybe I'm wrong. He didn't say the words. He didn't say the words. But that's what we assume. Maybe it's that, well, maybe they, he can't do everything, so you have to pick and choose what you want him to do. So you want him to do all the things he would normally do. 
and maybe some of those other drills and whatnot. Maybe he doesn't do that. I, I don't know. Um, or maybe he's a full participant. But the other thing that Coach Tomlin said, and, and I, I didn't know what level of, as Jeff Hartman says, there are no no two concussions are the same. No two concussions are the same. And do we even know that he had a concussion? Because you can be in the protocol and not actually have a concussion. Like we assume that Pat Fermus on his third concussion. We don't know. We're not privy to the information that he had a concussion, just that he's been in the protocol three times. So you assume that it's a concussion because you would hope if they didn't have one, they wouldn't be in the protocol. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's a more it's air on the side of caution that even if you don't have a concussion, but you think that they could, you've got to go through the protocol. Am I saying anything crazy? No, you're not. Okay. So whether or not Kenny Pickett actually had a concussion, I don't think they're going to tell us. But I already saw uh, when someone tweeted out about Kenny Pickett um, that there was a bunch of Dolphins fans in there whining and crying already. Oh, well, Teddy Bridgewater didn't have a concussion and he had to sit out the first practice. Did the question was it whether they're like he has to sit out on Wednesday? That's the rules. No, the rules are they have to. There's a process. It's an involved process. We don't even know the entire process. There's a series of tests they have to yeah. pass. To be clear, that's it. You know, yeah. Each to get through each yeah. step of the protocol. Yeah, there, and there, it's a series yeah, of things I'm, they have I'm, to do. I have not been looking at the live chat uh, very, very much, but I did notice this because I was going to say State of the Steelers was at the game. He's in the same section. He's part of the 122 crew. He's in the same section seats minor in. I'm 16 rows back. He's 15 rows back. Um, and he said, I was at the game Sunday. Pickett got hurt near the end zone where I was. He looked more like he had the air taken out. I didn't think it – well, Jeff is the one who pointed out to me. It looks like his head hit the turf. But it I did. thought he was slow because he took a shot to the abdomen. So, yeah, if, if, but but my thing is, if if your head hits the turf and you're and you're showing signs of getting up slow, even if it was the wind knocked out of you, you're going in the protocol. Yeah. So it might have been that that really didn't do anything with with the head. I'm, I mean, we're we're all assuming. We don't know. All we know is it was where is Kenny Pickett in the protocol? Because Coach Tomlin said, if he clears, he's the starter. They're not blowing in the wind. You know, he he loved what Mitch Trubisky did, but they're not blowing in the wind that if that's the guy, then that's the guy. Are you all right with that, Rich? Yes. Okay. Let me I, tell you why. Okay. <clears throat> here's, here's something that Coach Tomlin knows that the rest of us do not. Mm -hmm. Okay. I felt we had a slightly different look to the Steeler team that was out there. Mm -hmm. on Sunday compared to the previous couple weeks. Yes. All I know is the one thing for certain that was different during the week was that KP8 was taking all the first team snaps mm -hmm. in practice. Okay? Yeah. That was different. Yeah. And he talked about, you know, and and Kenny had even talked about the preparation that he felt the team needed to put in for the games. Did he bring a different level, level of preparation? And did that rub off on the team? And if yeah. Tomlin saw something mm -hmm. like that, that that would 
tell me that you're automatically, hey, this guy brought it mm-hmm. at a different level during the week. If he's cleared, that's the guy I want. Yeah, and and Jeff Hartman brought this up. I'm trying to remember. Was this on last week's preview? It was something that Kenny Pickett said about, about hey, I want to get this rep right in practice so the first time that we do it right isn't in a game. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the preview. Now that I now that I said out loud, things of that nature. It could be something something um, with that. To me, this game is all about you is is all about the prep, and that's what it is early in the season. And it because it's not Ben Roethlisberger anymore. The if Kenny Pickett is not going to be available all week to practice then I wouldn't have been shocked one bit if he's like, hey, we need to hit the ground running. We're not going to keep this blowing in the wind or waving in the air, like he likes to say. So if it's not, if if we only, if if Mitch is who's available, that's what we're going to go with. I think hey, if that would have been the case. On. Daniel J. Hey, have a good flight. He's headed home from Pittsburgh now. Oh, there he's just heading out now. I'm so, right. There yep. you go. Um, so I could have seen that to say, hey, rather than I, I was, I was in, waiting at this press conference it's funny i was listening to it and taking notes in the dentist office with i was there with my kids this morning i almost forgot i had a dentist appointment and they were supposed to go first i'm like uh can i go first so i can get done by noon so i can listen to the press conference so i'm in the dental office taking notes we're checking out i'm taking notes i go to the car i'm taking notes so i'm listening to this whole thing i was expecting coach tomlin to say hey we're going to go with mitch this week because He's ready to go, and we know he's available. Kenny, we could prepare all week. He must, might not be available at the beginning of the week as he moves through the protocol, so therefore we're going to go with Mitch. That's not what he said. Nope. I would have been fine with that. I would have been fine if he went there, um, even, even if Mitch didn't play that well, just because of it's what you need to do to prepare for the next game. I would have understood that. But by Coach Tomlin saying that, that means – I expect there to be an uh, an FP next to Kenny Pickett tomorrow. And if it's an LP, it's going to be very, you know, you never, li- a limited participant, no joke, could be a person that takes one rep and then stops. Up until a person takes every rep but the last one and stops. It could be anywhere in between. You could get one rep and that's it. You could get everything but one rep. And, I, and I'm not just talking about a snap running through a play. I'm talking about one run through a drill. You know, that could be what makes somebody limited. But that's that's the range. That's the range of a limited participant. Um, I, I'm trying to remember who all was the rest. There was a lot of players he talked about. I was going to check my notes um, so that way we can get back to the game here. Uh, well, while, you're, while you're checking your notes, I will okay. say this. I do want to go ahead and throw some props out there to one Mitchell Trubisky for coming in. And finishing that game out. But in particular, something that that Mitch talked about was the touchdown throw to Claypool. He said Mm -hmm. that was a play that they had actually kind of looked at. uh, at, at, You know, they thought they could potentially see that coverage uh, from Tampa and run that play. And, you know, Mitch didn't take that rep. But as the backup quarterback, he said he was paying close attention Mental to reps. what he should see <laughs> and was able to replicate that in the game. Yeah. Thank you, Mitchell Trubisky, for being a professional football player. And engaged in what you need to be engaged with, even when you're not the one out there. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay, so here, Kurt, just to get the rest of the news. Um, 
They said Stephen Sims has a hamstring. He could maybe be limited early in the week. Uh, James Daniels, ankle. Uh, Miles Jack, ankle. Larry O, I couldn't catch if he said ankle or if it was his knee or his back or something with Larry O still. Um, Mason Cole with his ankle slash foot where he missed a snap where they had to tape it up some some better. Um, those are people that they said could be could could be limited in their participation early in the week. They expect Witherspoon, Fitzpatrick, and Sutton to try to work their way back through practice this week. Wallace and Fairmuth are both still in the concussion protocol, but they can be moved through that protocol this week. The fact that they both had two limited practices last week, um, I think they should be starting off at least in a limited capacity this week. We'll see how it goes. So with that, let's get back to this game because we really want to talk about it. Um, I did the articles today that were the PFF grades. Yes, and them both. You did, and yes. I, I had some people in the in the comments. I haven't checked the comments for a long time, but someone said in there that like what you put for the quarterbacks was exactly how I felt. And what I said is, I kind of I said maybe it's the homer in me, but I didn't think Kenny Pickett was that bad up through when he got knocked out of the game. I did not realize how few passing yards he had when he left the game. Don't you know why? It was why I ended up in it in my knee jerk article. Okay. That we got back into some of those three and outs where it was just our RP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our RP. So, so I didn't, so he got a really, he, he was had one of the lowest um, PFF scores, especially on the offense. I mean, no one was lower than Robert Spillane on both sides, um, which is funny because some people are like, oh, Spillane did great. He knocked that ball away, saved the touchdown. Yeah. That was one play, but he had a lot of other plays where, I mean, they were going at him, but maybe going at, going at him still gave him a chance to win though. Right. Correct. So maybe they went at him and it was successful, but maybe there was, all it takes is just one of, one or two times in there where it's not that could make a difference in the game. And Robert Splane still made a play in a very key situation. So, um, now back to what I was saying. Oh, it was about the quarterbacks. I said, I didn't think not Trubisky, Pickett looked that bad with everything going on with him. It was frustrating. And as me, it was much, Jeff was more frustrated with the play calling when they got the ball on the 12-yard line after that kick return. Yes. They did not throw the ball into the end zone until third down. They, what, they, was it a short pass or a run? I can't remember. Um, then they threw a ball that would have been a first down, but wouldn't have been in the end zone. I think the gentry he was trying to go to, and then he had, then, then he threw one in, into the end zone. Didn't, didn't work. Those three points were all on the special teams. The offense didn't do anything to get there to, to, to score that. Um, so that would have been really nice. And then Mitch Trubisky comes in. And I, I actually said to Jeff after the first series, maybe the first two, that I'm like, I almost wish it would have been Mason Rudolph because it just didn't feel very, you know, it felt like earlier Honestly, in it the felt, season. It, and, it, and, it, and it felt like things had gotten to be with Pickett. It just felt like nothing was in sync. Yeah. Yes. See, and, and, and like I said, I, I still think I was lulled into the Kenny Pickett thinking he was having a good game because they scored on the opening drive, you know, but it, it's not like it stood out to me that it was that it was really bad. It wasn't turning the ball over, things of that nature. Um, but no, the offense wasn't quite going as well. But to me, when Mitch Trubisky converted that, I think it was his first long third down in the third quarter. I think that one was the George Pickens. It was. Um 
it might not have been the first third down conversion, but the one he did to Pickens, that was just before the the Connor Hayward thing. So that was the fourth quarter. That's when he really seemed to start getting on a roll. Yeah. He had no incompletions in the fourth quarter. He had a perfect quarterback rating in the fourth quarter. Um, so that was that was great. But four minutes and 38 seconds left in this game. I say that what were you thinking? I actually said when it happened, what would be nice here? You know, I'll tell you who I was thinking of. I was thinking of the bus. It's like, uh-huh. you know, we need to just churn this out, burn it up, and just never give it back to Brady. Yeah. And then, daggone, they did. Well, that's exactly, you know, I'm sitting there with Jeff. Well, first of all, rewind. Rewind. The Steelers scored that touchdown to Chase Claypool. And this was something I thought of before anyone else when. Well, I'm not saying no one else would put it out on Twitter, but I hadn't seen anyone else put it out on Twitter because I was so busy doing the stuff for the behind the steel curtain. And I did it as a poll on our on our Twitter. The Steelers went up seven with that score. Do you go up eight by kicking the extra point? Or do you go for two to try to make it two scores, knowing that you're already up seven? And if the team scores a touchdown, they're they're, they're the likelihood of them going for two to take the lead is much smaller. There are a lot of teams I would have gone for two and been okay then if they missed, mm-hmm. but not a team that's being quarterbacked by Tom Brady. I yes, I under to not see you say that because they score mm-hmm. and they probably go for if they score they probably go for two and the win. Yeah, well, and my thing is if the Steelers go up two scores, I think Brady's pushing it faster on that drive that they ended up scoring because they know they needed two possessions and they might've got rolling a little bit more, if you know what I mean, or they could have just totally flopped, you know, pushing it more might've, might've been bad, but you just, you never know a Tom Brady. When it comes to Tom Brady, you always assume that if it could end up good or bad for Tom Brady, it's going to be good. And if it's going to be good or bad for the Steelers is going to be bad, but I, I, I would have been more worried about because Tampa's defense, could I, I you, was, could you get I'm, another score like that on Tampa's defense? I'm one of those folks that believes in if we can just kick the one and go up the max of mm-hmm. the one score game, meaning that they got you got to score the touchdown and complete the two point conversion just to just tie. Just high. Correct. Yes. yes, I agree with that too. You could have gone either way. Analytics probably would have said go for two, but that's when I say. Analytics only go so far. It's analytics and gut. It's a combination that you take what makes sense. The thing is, you should at least consider it. It's not yeah. an automatic, but I like that they went for that because then you had to, they had to score the touchdown and convert. And I mean, so so bottom line is they, and, they got down. And, yeah. and the offense that's coming at them had not found their way into the touchdown zone all day. Yeah. They had so not, not only did they have to find their way into the touchdown zone, mm-hmm. then they had to turn around and in one play find their way into the touchdown zone. Yes. Yeah. They had to do it on back-to-back plays. Yes. And they hadn't found it all day. And the way the defense had been stepping up on short yardage plays where you know a two-point conversion is a short yardage play. Mm-hmm. There, there you go. Um, and that touchdown, I was still frustrated because 
Roberts Blaine was right there to make a tackle for like maybe only a two yard gain, and he missed it, and then he rumbled into oh, the end zone. So, 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 yeah. Um, it's funny because now the Steelers chick forty six says analytics have cost the Ravens multiple games. No, he's going beyond analytics on those things. He's making some bad crap, crazy decisions. You know, some of those. Yeah, I'm sorry. In a, in a tie game of fourth down and two, you take the field goal. You got to take the lead. Hey, <laughs> so yeah, somebody's got to be Wang Harbs. Yep. Okay, Wang's got a Wang. That's, That's right. just got to be what it is. But uh, I was just wondering your thoughts on that. Um, I was fine with it either way. I do feel that the that the going for there was no there was no problem. Going going for one isn't something that you should overly question. If they go for two and get it, he's a genius. If they go for two and don't, oh, what are they doing? So. And it's not, and it wasn't a problem. And obviously, by stopping the two point conversion, which then it, you know, it, you got to decide: do you want the hands of of fate in your offense at that time, or in your defense on a two point conversion? Right. And that's what. And and guess what? Don't know if the offense would have scored that two point conversion, but the defense stopped Tom Brady on theirs. So ultimately, it was the right call. Nice play by Devin Bush there. That was a very. That was a very difficult route to defend the way they were rubbing off each other for him to, to, to fight through that and get a hand on the ball was, was a very nice job, but he knew he didn't have to defend beyond the goal line. He knew he didn't have to really defend beyond the goal line with, which is what's really nice when, you know, it's two yards, you've got, you've got to stop it. it it's seven shots. It's seven yeah, shots. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. So, so now let's go back to the 438. Because when 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 they got to that, I said, Do you know how many times I have said to Jeff in the past when we've watched the game, gee, it would be great if the Steelers could just keep the ball and run it out for the rest of the time. Yeah, I know. I didn't say it this time. I didn't because I said, All right, Jeff, the question now is how I'm like, can they get some more points here? Can they move the ball and change field position? And how much time can they take off the clock? And what did Jeff say back to me? Hey, how about they just keep it the rest of the game? I'm like, you know, that's what I always say, Jeff. I didn't say it in this case. And I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad Jeff did because, my goodness, that's what made you – that was the difference in that game. Yeah, but here's – huge. Huge. But here's the ridiculous part, okay? So the Steelers get the ball. And they go first down and run, and we get eight yards. So we're now second and two, and you're thinking, okay, good start. Boom, 
That's snap. Yes. <laughs> That's like, exactly what Jeff, Jeff is turning. He's like, they were second and two. They were second and two. They were second and two. <laughs> and now we're third, third and, and 16. 16. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that was a good play for Mitch we were, to get back on that oh, ball. Oh, it was. It was. It was a very good play for him to get back and get and on I'll, that ball. Then think about this. Under different circumstances, you don't ask him to make that play because he's the only quarterback you got left. <laughs> yeah, but that was the difference between that was the difference of the game, though. It sure was. That was the difference in the game. And I was like, oh, third and 16. Uh, we'll run something. We'll get eight yards, get a little bit of it back. And I'm already sitting there thinking, oh, you know, thick kick if there's ever time to boom one of those, you know, 70-yard punts that you have the ability to do, it would be then. And I never needed to do it. Like, never needed to do it. Suddenly we get that play, ironically, across the middle. Claypool catching the ball on the move, going down the field. That was the big difference on yeah. that particular well, play. He caught the ball moving down the field. It wasn't on a comeback. Yep. It, you know, it was on the cross, catch the ball on the move, able to turn and get enough for the first down. It was big. Yeah. Well, and here's what's interesting with that one. Why aren't the Steelers fans screaming about throwing it short of the sticks? That ball, when he caught that ball, he was four yards shy of the first down marker. Oh, why do you throw short of the sticks? But you're right. There, but look at the different... type of route that they ran yeah, throwing it short the... of the sticks, Correct. where he had a chance. One, it was over the middle. And two, he had a chance to gain the yardage. It wasn't That's a comeback. the thing. Catching it, it going forward. It, you know, it wasn't a comeback. It wasn't a curl. It wasn't a stop. It was, you know, it it, it was catching the ball, moving towards the sticks. I mean, honestly, when he caught it, all he had to do is, if you know, if his foot, feet would have gotten stuck in cement, he still might have, you know, been able to stretch out with the ball and reach it every yeah. first down because he's tall. But still, it was nice to see that kind of play from the, from the Steelers in that situation. Because how many times do we, as the Steelers defense, do you see them catch the ball short of the sticks and fight for it? That's what the offense has to do as well. You know, when you're frustrated with the defense, oh, don't, you know, oh, they could have had them one yard short and they end up one yard past. This was, you know, Chase Claypool fighting through. Then the other catch by Claypool was, I mean, that was just, I was mad that the clock didn't keep running because his elbow was down. It should have been two-minute warning right there. But then the clock still never ran on the next play. They just had to call it the two-minute warning. But um, it was – I, I it, thought it was the, – the next play, there I give Claypool a lot of credit for seeing Trubisky start to scramble, look and see what the coverage was, and create the space between he and the linebacker to give Mitch somewhere to throw the ball. It, it's funny because I, I haven't gone down to break down that play. I don't know if they were in zone or man coverage. I'm assuming they were in zone, just thinking of what it was. Um, it was it was zone that kind of turned into a man okay. when Mitch scrambled. Because I noticed this early with 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 the Buccaneers on the one play. It was a longer pass play. They had to God, Godwin on the sideline. And I said to Jeff, I said, that's the zone beater. 
if you've got enough time to throw the ball, that that 20 yard, you know, 15 to 20 yards on the sideline behind the linebacker with the deep help not there. That's that's the soft spot of the zone. That's the that's the spot that you see the Steelers struggle to defend. And what do you know? They took advantage of that spot. But we haven't even talked about the that, title of this that podcast. Was, that was zone. Okay. Yeah. That was I'm pretty sure that play started as zone. Yeah, I, what it I, was I, is as, as Mitch started to scramble, the that linebacker, who was it? David, I think it was David mm-hmm. 54, realized that on the scramble, he needed to drop, start to drop more to take away that spot in the zone. Mm-hmm. He just as he saw Claypool go into it, it's just Claypool got there early yeah. enough and he couldn't catch back up and make yeah. a play. All right. Well, the title of the show, this is what we're talking about. The Steelers need to keep their aggressive mindset. This came straight from Mitch Trubisky talking after the game. So we're talking about these plays and these third down conversions that they had on this final on, on this final drive. Um let's see, I'm trying I'm I'm here, I'm looking for his um here we go. He Mitch Trubisky was asked, did you notice a change in your mentality or did you enter that game with a change in your mentality as opposed to when you were starting at the beginning of the season? This is what Mitch said. He said, I try to carry the same mentality when I go into the game. Just play each play as its own play. Try to do my job. So he's saying, I like to think that I'm the same. And then he says this, I liked our collective, our aggressive mindset in that second half. And especially when I came in, I just wanted to continue to carry that. I know we needed to score in order to stay out in front and win that game. It was just nice to stay on the field and finish that two minute and get those victory kneels in. We converted third downs when we needed to, but I just came in with an aggressive mindset and all my teammates had my back. We just kind of rallied together and pulled it out as a team. So twice in that answer, he talked about an aggressive mindset. He said it later on in another thing about being aggressive. But to me, when he said, I liked our aggressive mindset, right after he talked about he tried to be the same, basically he's saying, I mean, I don't want to read too much between the lines, but he's saying this was not the same type of offense they were asking him to run the first, was it, what, three and a half games? I can't even remember. Was it two and a half games? Three and a half games. Three and a half games. You know, like, where was this aggression before? Whether it was the philosophy, play calling, everybody buying into being aggressive, meaning the players on the field, whatever it may be. But he was already saying how, to me, he in essence was saying how different it was in week six than it was in week four. So keep that up. (laughs) You know, it's a lot easier to be an aggressive quarterback coming off the bench. I felt the same thing was going on with Kenny Pickett in the Jets game. What did he have to lose? This was his, this was his shot. This was his chance to come in off the bench, finish off this game. And if he does enough, he can, he can be the guy from that point on. So why not go out there and go at it? Mitch Trubisky, he, if he doesn't come out and play well there, he might not even be the backup anymore. Right? Right. Right. So why not go out there and play? Let other, you know, get out of their way and let the players play if the players are up to playing. So 
I just kind of thought that was interesting about the aggressive mindset. I want to see that aggressive mindset continue to go forward. It seemed like the Steelers had an aggressive mindset the first drive of the game. But the second drive of the game, it seemed like they had the exact opposites. Okay? I agree here with, with Steeler Chick 46. He says, can we have pigeons on the field every week? With pigeons, 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that was crazy. Well, because they said they seeded the field. I know. They seeded the field. They put seed down on the field, so the pigeons are like, "Hey, this is this is free food. We're not leaving here." I'm sorry. Okay, so so Pittsburgh Dad put out his video today. Oh, I didn't get to see it yet today. I usually watch them on Wednesdays. He talks about the the pigeons coming down in the middle of the field because there's like, hey, nobody. You know, he says we don't. The Steelers' offense doesn't run anything in the middle of the field, so the pigeons figured, hey. This space is open. <laughs> huh. So. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Steel Dog so. 88 says pigeons were our 12th man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, it was that that was slightly crazy uh, with that going on. Um, anything else in this game you want to bring up before we before we move on? Um a couple things. First, first of all, I also want to say kudos to the aggressiveness with the defense. It would have yeah. been real easy to, with all the, the you know replacement guys that were in there filling in, to have played soft, to have um, not, you know, what I want to say, worked really hard to try not to lose on yes. defense. But didn't you know we you know the defense yeah. stayed aggressive. Hats off to Larry O. That guy had a mm-hmm. heck of a game. Um, with them double teaming Cam, he he was constantly in Brady's face, which is what you got to do to him. Yep. And big props. How to many him. third down throws could he not step into that were just errant short throws? Yep. I can think of it. at least three. Yeah. At least three. And. And and that was great. So you know, and kudos to those guys in the secondary for stepping in and yeah. and covering some you know some real quality NFL receivers. I mean, you're talking about Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. And you're talking about two Pro Bowlers. Yeah. You know, the, the, these guys can really play, and um, the Steelers did a real nice job on defense as well. Which in the end, I it's what I. Feel we've been missing all years. What I call the complimentary football. Yes. Okay. And it was nice because you know the defense was holding the field goals, the offense was scoring some points, but the biggest complimentary piece was at the end of the game after the defense made the stop on the two point conversion. The complimentary football was the offense holding the ball to finish out the game. Yeah. Yeah. Complimentary it, it, football. Yep. I mean, that's, that, that's it. That's, that's it right there. Um, shoo. It wasn't perfect. I mean, I, I'll, I will say this when I, I got the feeling that Mike Tomlin, when he went up against Bill Belichick, he, he, re, he wanted to react to whatever coach Belichick was doing. When coach, when Mike Tomlin went up against playing Tom Brady, he didn't react to what Brady was doing. He made Brady react to what they were doing. Yeah. That's the mentality you need to have all the time. All you the know, time. that's what I would like to see all the time. Now, of course, 
it's a big fault of his. I know he's not a perfect coach. My goodness, the first half is when it's terrible. But my goodness, Coach Tomlin, you you sometimes get so worried about saving enough time for yourself that you don't think about how much time you're saving for the other team. You know, I I, I talked about it on the post game show that the Steelers, I mean, they they rushed Kenny Pickett up to the line to run really quick on second down with forty with like thirty some seconds left before the two minute warning. When you didn't, you just needed to run one more play before the two minute warning, see where you were sitting, coming out, going into third down, coming out of the two minute warning. Instead, you throw an incompletion, you throw another quick incompletion, then you have to punt and they get to run a play before the two minute warning. That sometimes Coach Tomlin is so worried about if they're going to have enough time that he gives his, that, that he doesn't think about giving his opponent enough time. You don't really have to worry about the time. Unless you're out of timeouts until you've got a minute and a half left. And if you have a timeout, it shouldn't, it, 45 seconds. Right. That's when you really have to push it for timeout. Sometimes you want to run those plays and run some time off with a couple minutes left. And then you play with your urgency at the end. Because if you run out of time, you run out of time, but you want to know what else you do? You don't give any time to your opponent. They gave the Bucks two more possessions at the end of the first half, one of which was a field goal, when they should have been playing the clock right. Even if they don't get that first down, they have to punt it back. There's no way the Bucks would have had two possessions. That you should have you should have been punting to them with, you know, a minute 50, not let's run a play before the before the two-minute warning. But it, it's one of those things that hopefully uh, that that'll be an improvement. Um, so it's like I say, you don't expect perfection. And I also know people wanted to talk about the whole thing that it sounded like Chris Boswell was taking a cut at Matt Canada. Um, that's interesting. And I'm not saying that that wasn't said, but you don't know that that's who it was directed to. Cause that was somebody like five people ahead of him. Um, none of that was brought up in the press conference today. So a lot of that speculation. So if you want to say that something about that's definitive, you're, 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 you're taking a pretty big leap. Okay. So you don't even know what the conversation was of what someone was saying to him at the time. Um, but I'm not saying that that wasn't what was going on either. Uh, you simply don't know. I was surprised today moving forward, just, just to talk about a couple things. No update on TJ Watt. No one asked. Um, no question about DeMonte KZ because he's, it was, it was reported that his suspension was to be served concurrently with his time on IR. He just, the biggest thing with suspension he didn't get paid. So he's right. eligible to come back. No ask if he was coming back. No ask about T. I mean, I, I still have a feeling TJ Watt's going to be until the bye, but nobody asked. I was, I, I was surprised about those those type of questions. Uh, nobody asked about what really happened with the Marvin layout. You know, instead we're asking about, was there really a fight between Deontay Johnson and Mitch Trubisky at halftime, which led to them going to Kenny Pickett? You know, I don't care about that question. I mean, it's not that it's, you shouldn't ask it at all. Maybe, maybe not. I just love that the person that asked it is someone that Coach Tomlin dismisses their questions anyway. Um, he might have answered it different if it came from a different person. Um, but to me, 
I'd much rather know about these players going forward than what happened three weeks ago. Well, you know, that's why BTSC can't get, you know, press credentials because yeah. we'd ask yes. those good questions. So, And you're right. John Walter must have been an ESPN question. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, so that's my thing. I, why are we worried about what happened in week four to that, how that transpired just because it's a great story for you to write. Why not worry about what's going on with this team moving forward? Are you getting any of these players back? Why is the why is the third round draft pick? Why was he full participant Thursday? Didn't practice Friday, ruled out and put on IR. Right. You know, I would have I would have liked to just say, hey, you know, and he probably wouldn't have answered it, but at least say, hey, um, so so when did this injury pop up with the Marvin Layout that it was so bad that he needs to go on IR? That's a that's a home run question to get a good story with. So um, so so yeah. Oh, I thought the coaching was better in this game, but I, I mean, I'm talking about all around loved the defensive philosophy, loved what they were doing there, loved getting players playing above what you would expect, especially, you know, out of that secondary love how much people are, are recognizing the quality play that the Steelers get from Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. Um, I still think there's, like I said, I'm not one who loves the to who wants to lay it all on the coach because I know how difficult it is to to call plays at times. But I'm I am starting to get really tired. Some people don't like how many bad doesn't like how many jet sweeps they're running. I'm like, they ran jets jet sweeps until they stopped them. You know, do you know how many times I've run the same play when I was coaching football? This is a high school, so you can do this. You run the same play over and over again until they can stop it. I got frustrated as a player in high school that we had a we had a play in a formation that no matter what the defense did, they couldn't keep us under five yards. I'm like, run the play every single play until they stop it. Yeah. You know, I I, I love it. So I so that I don't mind about because the jet sweeps and you know, and then they stop it, then they start throwing it for a loss. Maybe it did open up something up. Maybe that opened up the middle of the field for Chase Claypool. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that. A- any more thoughts on it before we move? Nope, let's move. Let's move. Oh, you know what? No, one more yeah. thought. Okay, good. Um, on uh, on a story that I've seen out there. So, did you see that a certain former Steeler, future Hall of Fame quarterback had some thoughts on Mister Brady and his play? I, I saw that. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I think they're 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 quoting his podcast as you know with me talking about having to listen to mike tomlin at the dentist office today it's been a crazy day for me i mean i'm not even in the same room i've got a lot going on um but i didn't listen to that but i saw the uh, quotes about he just he seemed like benjamin todd roethlisberger made it sound like you know btr made it sound like that he thought that tb12 is regretting his decision to come back this year yeah, and it, that he was like he didn't look like he wanted to be out there, and he didn't look like he was having any fun. But you want to know the truth? That's kind of how Tampa's looked at the beginning of the season yeah, every every have. year that he's they been do. there. They just kind of coast a little bit. They'll get themselves to where if they get in a roll at the end, they can do all right. That's what they did when they were in the Super Bowl. My goodness, they had a late buy and then won every game after it. They had a buy in December and then never lost again. So. 
I kind of like the Steelers playing them early the season. I'm wondering what does the rest of the AFC North play 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 the Bucks? I'm hoping it's really late. This yeah, year. that's I really am. Well, but the only problem with that is sometimes you're like older players that they deal with a lot of injury. They might not be the same team. But uh, I'm hoping it's one of those. Here's one. Demetrio said something. He says, how about have you figured out how do you utilize CA3 and is he going to play Sunday? They asked the last question of the press conference wasn't that question. It was Calvin Austin the third. He's got his 21-day window open. Um, how's he coming along? And are you going to be able um, to or, – or, and is he possibly ready to make a return? And Coach Tomlin answered, hey – he 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 looked like he looks like he's shaking the rust off. Had a much better week last week than the week before. I I, I had that. I have something like that's not the exact quote, of course, but it, in essence, that's what he was saying: is that he's shaking off the rust. Had a better week last week, so they couldn't have activated him last week. My goodness, they needed everything they could do just to get enough defenders out there. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Rich. So now they're rolling in my. I'm going to say something about this game, Miami, and I need everyone to be patient with me. I hope my internet doesn't cut out. It's been good the whole time. Hope my voice doesn't just suddenly go away in the middle of this. Because if you don't hear the whole explanation, you're going to be like, what? Okay. I'm really disappointed slash frustrated that I'm not going to say the last name because I'll, I'll butcher it. That Tua is coming back this week. I'm really frustrated about that. And the reason I'm frustrated is after what he went through in that horrific scene and him missing a, a couple, at least, what was it, two and a half games, something like that, I really wanted to be able to pull for him in his first game back. And now I can't. That's why I'm frustrated, because I would have liked to have said, hey, I want to see him overcome this and come back to be what he was, how he was playing right before, you know, before the injury. That's what I wanted to see. But I don't want to see that against the Steelers. And I don't want to be, if he doesn't play well, it to be because it was that and not because the Steelers played so well against him. So I'm a little disappointed because I honestly, I want to pull for the guy after everything he went through. Yep. I just can't this week. I get that. But what I'd rather do is hear what has become my favorite line that Kyle says when we're watching games. And that is, get down, Mr. President. <laughs> which is what he says as we sack the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> because doesn't he play that with his cousins at the beach? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's, he's I, just, Get down, Mr. President. And then go up and tackle someone. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's the thing. And, uh, and obviously I don't, I definitely don't want to see, I don't want to see him get roughed up his first game back. If he was playing anybody else other than the Steelers. So, you know, he's, he's a guy I want to want him up. Yeah. Sorry. But it's the Steelers. So now I, I kind of, you know, and then people are like, oh, they're, you know, should they have, hey, it's up to them when the, the Dolphins, when they're going to play him, everything else. Um, so bottom line is now the Steelers, they now they got to stack wins. They couldn't get to their third win of the season until they got to their second. They got it last week. The Steelers are sitting exactly where I projected them to be six games into the season. I had them at two and four. They were not the two te- They were not the two games I expected them to win. I had the Cincinnati and a New England game switched, and I had the Jets and the Buccaneers game switched of the results. But this is where I expected them to be and still think that they can get on a roll if they can really get things going. But they kind of need to get one more before the bye. And I don't like that the next week, not to look too, uh, ahead too much, 
but when I when I do these other games to watch, the Eagles don't play this week. They don't buy. So the, the Eagles are undefeated and are becoming off a bye when Pittsburgh goes to Philly. So that's next week's show. This week, Miami's lost three in a row. The Steelers are coming off a big win. What are your thoughts on this game before we get to your score? Yeah, I actually, um, I, I like the Steelers' chances in this game a lot more than some of the others just because, you know, Miami came off and had a pretty hot start, but they've really cooled off of late. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, exactly – you know, which Miami team do we do we see show up? If it's the team they had the first couple weeks, the Steelers are going to have their hands full. If it's the team that's been showing up lately, um, the Steelers stand a really good chance. So, yeah, yeah, and it's the whole it's prime time. They're honoring the seventy-two Dolphins. Do you think the seventy-two Dolphins really mean much to the to the twenty twenty-two Dolphins? No. Yeah. I I don't know. No, um, the the twenty twenty two Dolphins probably look at a bunch of those guys and say, "Holy crap! I can't believe they're still alive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's sad but true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, bottom line is, this is one f- before the season started. Now, granted, Miami especially started off stronger. They were the they were the next to last team to 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 lose a, to lose their first game. There was after three weeks, there's only two undefeated teams in Philly and Miami. Well, now Miami's lost three in a row. Philly's still still undefeated, but that's a whole different story. So you know what Miami can do. So the question is, how's this all going to play out? Rich, are you ready to give us your scores so we can roll through these scores since we're going to yes. run over again? Yes. I I I think prepared. Mm-hmm. So is it time? It is time. Okay, it's time. So for those Um, of you in the live chat, wait until I actually put the word scores in there. And remember, the rules are if you don't put a team, then you mean Steelers. If you think it's going to be the Dolphins, you got to say it. All right. Um, I'm going to make a couple of assumptions. Okay. Going into this. So, again, I always reserve the right to make a change to mine when it comes to doing the staff. Like I did. Articles. <laughs> because everything changed with that injury report. Because, because I'm I'm making my initial thing here very, very early in the week before I'm really even seeing who's practicing. Okay. So are you I'm assuming? A, well, I'm assuming some well, guys. Okay. Out of the secondary, out of those four. See, I assumed two of them would play last week. Two of the four. Yeah. How many of them do you think are going to play this week? Uh, of those two. four. Two, or, so this is assuming that it would be two of the four with yeah. one of those being Minka Fitzpatrick, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, now that we have that cleared up, we defined our terms. Go ahead. I'm also going to assume that I see the same, uh, that the Steelers stick to what they say in there. And I see some of the same aggressiveness that we were seeing at times in that Tampa game. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, even though we could be facing Tua coming back in as the starter, He's still going to have some probably some rust to knock off. Don't tell me there's also not going to be a little bit of fear. Okay. Yeah. I think the Steelers could go down Sunday night and pull this off in Miami. So right now I'm going to say Steelers 26, Dolphins 24. 26 to 24. All right. So you still got the Steelers creeping up in their score. 
You know, they got yes. to 20 last week over yes. the offense, and you got to see how it's going to go from there. So 26-24, that would be an interesting one. Boz winning at the end or defense hold him at the end? Or, um, or offense run the clock out at the end? Uh, I, I want to see another offense just run the clock out at the end. Yeah, I, I, I just I just liked that control. Victory formation. Okay. Right. I'm going to get these these I think I've told this story before. Um <laughs> it's it's something that stuck in my mind as a coach. When I was first started coaching there was a player, great player. He went on I mean, he was a college coach. Uh he was a walk-on at University of Maryland. Ended up as a grad assistant rather than actually playing football there. Um, you always knew he was going to be a coach. He was like the quarterback's coach at UConn for a while. Um, that, that, that I, I had him in class and knew him and knew him through various, uh, you know, uh, other clubs and organizations. Right, and he told me up. the story his freshman year that they were winning the game. They went out for victory formation and he's in, and he's in the huddle and he says, all right, take a knee on one. And he goes up to the line. They snap the ball and all 11 players yeah. took a knee. <laughs> And that stuck in the back of my mind as I was coaching, and it was a game early in the season, and it was right before halftime, and there was like seven seconds. And my assistant coach said, "He said, I'll oh, just have him take a knee." I said, "We haven't put that play in." He's like, "He's like, what do you mean?" I'm like, "I'll tell you later. I'm just going to run a run our dive, you know, run our four forty four way. I'm right up the middle." And what do you know? We ran it for a sixty eight yard touchdown. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> He said, I'll never question you again. But I love victory formation. But every time a team's in victory formation, I always think of that story because because they didn't. He said, take a knee and they all took a knee. All right, here, let's roll through these scores. Thomas Riley, first one in, ready to go. 27 23 Steelers. Um, if my if my voice starts to go, you'll have to take over, Rich. Uh, Dusk Thunder 9, um, 28 21 Steelers. Steel Dog 88, 24 20 Steelers. George Teston, 26 16. I'm not even going to say Steelers anymore. We're going to know that that's what we mean. Okay. John Walter, 20 to 17. Brian Brown, 27, 20. Um, ooh, started to lose it. Claude up. Sorry, it jumped. Okay. Uh, Claude Bishop, 21, 17. He says Mitch throws him. He says Mitch is going to be Mitch is going to be playing. So we'll have to see um how that works out. Um Steeler Chick says Miami 17, Pittsburgh 14. Okay. George OTJ 27-20. Um, Stacy Lynn 27-24. Uh Holly Dillon uh 31-21. Knight Rider 16, 24-23. That was really close to yours. Um uh Jerry Cherry says 23-20 OT, specifically saying that. I I like calling your shot there, Jerry Cherry, and I like your music. Okay, John Funker says 31-24. Um, Patricia Castaneda, even with no voice, I tried to still pull that off. Uh, 24-21. And you did a fine job. Um, thank you. Um, uh, Reginald Rivers, he thinks with a defensive touchdown, 27-20 Steelers. Uh, Kathy Ford, hey, Kathy, uh, 27-21. Hey, I'm still waiting for your package in the mail, Kathy, um, so I can sign it and get it back to you. Uh, Demetrios says 23-16 Steelers. He's like, it's prime time. I, I know. I, I like the Steelers in prime time. Um, here we go. Tyler W. says 27-20. Um, um, let's go ahead and pause it and do the super chat. Yep. From Studog 88, five bucks. We'll answer this real quick. How much of the influence of Flores do you think will be shown in this game? Some. Some. Okay. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see more from him than we've probably seen in yeah. some of the other games. You'll be able to figure out that they're doing things just because of his, of his familiarity with the Dolphins. And Coach Tallman said it today, he's like, 
he's like, yeah, it's going to to play a factor, but it's going to also be way overblown with how much of a factor it actually is. Yeah. He's like, everything that you do and all the tendencies and everything that you know, you can tell guys, but you got to go out there when the ball snap, they still got to react and make plays, yep. whether or not it's something that Coach Flores went over with him or not. So we got um, um, Britsburg Owen from across the pond, 24-20 Steelers. Okay, Sherry Richards, 24-20 as well. Okay, John Chaplick. Chaplick. I think yep. I got that right. 24-17 Steelers. Okay. Um, outside Steelers fan says good guys 24, fish 17. I'll I'll read that one. Okay. Um uh Jesse Moreno says Steelers 17-13. Love that picture though. <laughs> Cause I'm really, really, really good looking. <laughs> Sorry, it's Eric. Uh, Derek Zoolander, for those of you listening in audio form. Um, yes, Dave wasn't talking about himself. Rand's 80... I always mess this one up. <laughs> I always mess this Rand's one up. 87 I Rock Z. Thank you. Um, 24-17. Um, here we go. Looking for... All right, here we go. Um, Ev... yep. Evan Guile says 23-20. Um, Ella Smith says, says about 24 or sorry, 23, 20. Uh, I think that's a score. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, uh, Randy Wagner, 17, 14, a lot of scores in the twenties. Almost all of these were twenties. Um, 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 yeah. And I know I saw Britsburg. You'd said it in there earlier about recovering from surgery. Uh, yeah. Uh, best of wishes in your speedy recovery. And it's really, it's, it's much easier to deal with the pain when the Steelers are coming off of a win. And you're, <laughs> you've open. got that sweet smell of victory. Yeah. Oh, we had to do it one more time. So I think that's all the scores. Um, I'm for, for me to close up, I got to say, Hey, make sure you're checking out all the shows. Lots of good stuff. Um, I enjoyed the hangover last night. I caught it live. I just didn't really get to, uh, participate in the live chat because I was cooking dinner. Um, I, I know, you know, you know, you had let's ride in bad language. I, I um, on Monday we, you had the cutting room floor and, and, uh, um, they, they changed the name of the show. Why can't I remember what it is? Um, the Steelers fix. I almost said fantasy yeah. fix, but no, it's the Steelers yeah. fix. The day, and then you've got another. Let's ride tomorrow morning and a war room. You got all kinds of good stuff coming. So make sure you're checking out. If you if you're still someone that's only does YouTube stuff and you've never checked out the audio, I'm just challenging it. Check it out. Check out Let's Ride. Check out a Stat Geek. You know, to, to, of all those things. We we've it's you all were a great great co community and fan base with everything. So. Uh, we're, we're trying to give you the content for you to take it in. And, of course, it's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and uh, um, KT Smith had another great article there today uh, with his. And uh, got an interesting one tomorrow coming from one Kyle Christ talking about some of the Steelers' biggest upsets that they've had, um, that, uh, that laying some of those out since it was such a big upset this past weekend based on the point spread. So um, look for that one tomorrow. Rich, what do you have to say here to send hey, us? Hey, also, and along some of the same lines you're talking about, you know, I, great fans. You know, I hopped into the to the post game show um, with you and, and Jeff and Brian, and um, early in the show, I was able to get into the live chat a little bit. Then I was actually on the move in my vehicle and couldn't, you know, get in and do as much. But you know, it was nice to hear folks. You know, so I had folks that had come into the live chat on the post game show 
and had already read my knee-jerk reaction article, yeah. which had been out for a total of, what, five minutes before the show went? I don't know. What time did the show like start? I know I scheduled the article for 4.20 because I asked Jeff what time. He said 4.20. So <laughs> that's how I know what time the right. article ran. <laughs> and, you know, I I really appreciate our fans really getting out there and being fans and, and yeah. listening to the shows and reading the articles and just being immersed in Steeler football the way we love to be immersed in Steeler football. And you know what? Th- th- this week going to be a weird day on Sunday because, you know, uh, I- I'm going to have to have a whole new schedule. <laughs> yeah, with the night game. With the night game. Um, but it's going to be worth it um, because I get to sit on my couch and this time I know Kyle will probably be there with me for some of it. Again, he might not make all of it because He'll be headed to bed probably, mm-hmm. but you know, for me, it's going to be great. Prime time. The Steelers play well in prime time. Uh, they, they've had a history of playing well in prime time. And I expect to see that trend continue. Can't wait. <laughs>